The Gratitude Podcast, episode 75. But it wasn't until I started to understand what um, Brother David Stondorast says, that uh, it isn't happiness that makes you grateful, it's gratefulness that makes you happy. It wasn't until mm-hmm. I started to understand that this was a practice not actually necessarily linked to what is good in your life not actually necessarily linked to what is beautiful or picturesque or convenient, that it is a a practice of self-discipline that really doesn't even need things to be going well. When I started to get that, I started to really get gratitude. Thank you, thank you from my heart, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, thank you from... Stay connected to gratitude. Hit the follow button right now and join thousands of listeners tuning in each week. We're the Gratitude Seekers. Come join us. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with me, I have Tony Powell, author, speaker, wake-up artist, and gratitude maven. Tony is a passionate inquirer about what makes people tick, why relationships work, and how to maintain happiness. Her interest and extensive research into these areas form the basis of her online gratitude class called the Great Full Life Class. Tony has just released her second book called What a Feeling, a surprising and eye-opening book on relationships, one that unexpectedly guys are loving. Her TEDx talk is called The Power of Words. Her varied background includes parenting five children and three small businesses designing and managing large events, award-winning filmmaking, and volunteer work with youth. Hi, Tony. Welcome to the Gratitude Hi. Podcast. Thank you for having me. What uh, it doesn't say here and what uh, I wasn't able to, to say in, uh, in the intro is that you have a great sense of humor. <laughs> And I believe it's it's very important for us to uh, to have this in order to face life challenges with uh, with a smile on our face somehow, right? Uh, I think you're absolutely right. Goodness, if you don't laugh, you're going to cry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there are either tears of joy and of laughter, or tears of sorrow. So <laughs> the first ones yeah, are, are better. <laughs> All right. So uh, what, what I firstly wanted to, to ask you is, what does gratitude mean for you personally? Uh, 
I'm, I'm probably a, an, an extraordinarily ungrateful person in my natural state. I'm definitely not your um, optimist. I am, am someone who goes through life uh, tending to look for what disaster will come next. And so to have found this really simple way to alter how I experience life, uh, I, I think it's incredibly precious and exciting. I, I, I love the practice of gratitude. I tell everybody I can about it. Definitely. I can totally relate. And our listeners know by now that uh, this is how I actually begin the intro episode. And that uh, My name is Georgian and I'm not a grateful person. And, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, that's exactly who this this uh, podcast is for. So I believe that there are people that are naturally optimistic and grateful and it's very easy for them to do it. And for other people, we need inspiration. We need uh, to see to, for people to help us one way or another or to help ourselves to to get back to gratitude. So, yeah. I feel sorry for the people who are naturally optimistic and grateful (laughs) (laughs) because they're never going to know how wonderful gratitude is Yeah, because they just live there in that place and they don't experience the the dark as much. They don't really know how lucky it is to be in the light. Exactly, exactly. And, yeah, we we have a wider range of emotions uh, and uh, we certainly appreciate when when we can be grateful and when we have reasons to be grateful we definitely appreciate it much more most probably yeah i I do think so i do think so yeah i'm I'm actually quite talented at anxiety i'm I'm especially talented (laughs) how how do you do that (laughs) i just i've just honed that skill all my life i'm very good at it practicing (laughs) right all all your life being practicing and yeah getting better and better but the beautiful part is that we can practice gratitude and get better and better at it as well right that's that is true i've been uh i i did a lot of research on gratitude because i was working on a documentary so Mm. i went around when i over to the states because i'm in australia um and to Canada and interview people in Australia as well. We're inter- interviewing many of the world leaders like Meta, Ricard and um, various researchers. And one of the things that I found on that, that journey, um, firstly, it was so exciting for me to have come from a place where I didn't really know people who were into gratitude to find all these people who mm. were were into it, but to understand that this this was a a practice that was studied, but that there were no real long studies on it. So I was speaking to, uh, I went to the Greater Good Science Centre and talked to some of the people there, and one of the things they said is, um, there aren't really any studies on the long-term effects of gratitude because what I noticed when I first started practicing gratitude was some really significant changes in depression and happiness and how I handled things. Mm -hmm. But over the years, the more I practiced, then I noticed all these other subtle changes that I didn't notice immediately. Probably it was 18 months before I noticed myself getting a lot kinder. 
it was probably two and a half years before I noticed myself really loving me, looking at my image in a mirror and not seeing someone who didn't come up to scratch, seeing mm-hmm. someone who was beautiful. Uh, just things were really slow and grew and grew over time. And there aren't really studies on that existing at the moment, but I think it's a fascinating thing how this keeps evolving in your life. It's not just a one-time change. Exactly, exactly. I I love this perspective because uh, so I I didn't even think about this and uh, being young and uh, seeing seeing the benefits of uh, shorter term, like uh, a few weeks or a few months, is amazing. And yeah, I'm really curious where it can take people and where it can take me. Uh, practicing it for for years and years and yeah and indeed the study would be very very interesting on this i i do really think i'd love to see a study on this because it, I, I think it's quite profound uh, i just i just don't think there is anything as transformative as this practice out there i think it's a bee's knees uh, and that was that was the thing I kept getting, that the, the people who understood gratitude, and I wasn't only interviewing people who understood gratitude, I was also interviewing neuroscientists some people like John Medina who'd written Brain Rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't only inter- uh, interviewing on gratitude, but when I struck someone who really understood gratitude, especially someone like John Arden who um, wrote Rewire, Rewire Your Brain, I think it's called, um, he'd been clearly practicing for many, many, many years. He he said really profound things like gratitude isn't something you do, it's something you are. Mm. Um, and I could see that at, at, in time that that would be the case, that as you practice it just gets broader and deeper and more almost magical or something. And those people who understood gratitude spoke about it in such superlatives yeah definitely it's when you actually live it it's i I can totally relate and uh even though I can't say that I've done this on the long term like uh, many of the ones you you spoke about did, I can totally feel uh, the results already but uh, mm. do you have a favorite quote on gratitude? Easy, yeah, I do, and it is the quote that turned things around for me because I was actually very familiar with gratitude. Uh, I'd even (laughs) even hilariously spent um, a few months writing a comedy short film about gratitude while Mm. I was really depressed (laughs) because I understood it intellectually. Yeah. But it wasn't until I started to understand what um, Brother David Stonder Rust says that uh, it isn't happiness that makes you grateful, it's gratefulness that makes you happy. It wasn't until mm-hmm. I started to understand that this was a practice not actually necessarily linked to what is good in your life, not actually necessarily linked to what is beautiful or picturesque or convenient, that it is a, pra- a practice of self-discipline that really doesn't even need things to be going well. When I started to get that, I started to really get gratitude. Yeah, by the way, when was that moment when, uh, so what happened in that moment when you got to 
actually experience gratitude, not just um, the concept intellectually, but actually feeling it, actually experiencing it? Uh, I don't remember a particular moment. I do remember that as I started to do this practice, it was a bit like how you get when you fall in love, you know, that, well, the grass is green, <laughs> kind of crazy, lightheaded, in love feeling. Uh, I remember going through that phase of like, oh, my goodness. And I think that if you're really paying attention to what's going on, you do kind of live in that phase a bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, you didn't have a particular experience, but uh, it was something that happened in time, right? Well, I didn't have a particular, like, one moment. I went to a course and so I understood about gratitude and then I went to a course on neuroscience. When I put the two together, that's when things started to change, when I stopped. Because I was depressed, I was looking for things, I was trying to look for things to make me grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, what was good in my life, I'd be looking around. But because you're depressed, you can't find anything good. Yeah. You, know, you, you don't really see what's going on. When I started to just decide to be grateful and um, pay attention to, the, to um, anything at all that I could enjoy, even if it was just a colour just and only for a minute, that's when I started to experience big change and it was very rapid change. Yeah, it's wonderful. What I've experienced myself and uh, what I think is interesting is, um, and why I think the gratitude list or journal works so well is because when we get depressed or when we get stressed out, we are stacking negatives one way or another. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when we when we do a, a, a gratitude list or uh, writing the gratitude journal, we are doing we are doing the exact reverse. We are stacking the positives, and we're getting into that habit of stacking the positives. And it is not that the negatives don't exist, but the fact that we give more focus to the positives make us happy and grateful and uh, joyful. And it's the same situation with the negatives, right? Because when we only see the negatives, we're not objective. We're not taking into consideration the whole picture. We're just taking into account those negatives and we're stacking them up. Well, I think what happens is that your brain responds very obediently to what you tell it to look for and Mm -hmm. you've trained it by focusing on the negative. And so that's why I think it appears to be so magical when you start doing something like gratitude is that because you're teaching your brain to scan the world for different information, then all these things appear. They've actually always been there, but they appear to appear. And it appears like suddenly life is getting wonderful, but actually it's been wonderful. You just haven't noticed it. Exactly. That's fascinating how how we actually create our experience uh, from the inside out somehow. Yeah, we just create the world ourselves. It's a wonderful thing. So what I also wanted to to talk with you about is what do you do when it's hard to be grateful? Because life isn't always easy and uh, it's not always easy to see the the things that make us grateful. And uh, sometimes we 
we find it hard to to be grateful. What do you do then? Well, um, it depends. It depends, really. You know, sometimes if somebody's hurt me or I'm um, something has gone quite bad, then I will be unhappy for a while, and I will deliberately make that choice. I think it is important for us to process information, to process things, to go through hard times, to grieve things, to be angry about things. So I will go through that process. On occasion, I have thought, you know, I just feel like a little bit of self-indulgent depression for a while and I'll, I'll go spend a little bit of my time really feeling sorry for myself. But I know I've got like previously when I was very depressed and suicidal, I thought I was stuck in something I couldn't control. Mm-hmm. Once I discovered gratitude and changed how my brain processed the world, I realised I had the power to choose how I experienced life. So I'll choose sometimes to be depressed and mournful and grieving and whatever, and then I will decide, okay, now I've had enough of that and I will choose to go back to enjoying life. This so is I, great, yeah. I don't always go, oh, I'll just be grateful about that. I don't think that's terribly realistic. I th- certainly think it's very harmful in terms of telling other people to do that. You know, I would never say to somebody, oh, well, look at how much you've got to be grateful for in the midst of their pain. I think it's very important to experience pain. But pain is not as powerful when you know there's a way out. Exactly. What I love about what you just said is the fact that we, as human beings, we have a huge range of emotions. And by leaving the the so-called negative emotions, we are able to enjoy the positive ones much more. Like if you... Yeah. If you are courageous enough, let's say, to go to minus five on the scale, you can go to plus five as well. In the past, yeah. what what I used to do is to uh, get them, get the emotions to, so the negative emotions, negative emotions to suppress them as much as possible, so they are like minus one or close to zero or something. But the the negative part was that the positive emotions so i wasn't able to leave the positive emotions as well mm. and uh that's why i believe and i know from my own experience that it's better to to do like you said to leave those negative emotions as well um i think the practice of gratitude is do you remember the film the karate kid mm-hmm. and he does a wax on wax off uh, Do you remember I, that? No, I, that I don't. <laughs> oh, okay, there's this film where an old Chinese master tells a young boy he's going to train him to be a to do karate, but he gets him polishing cars, waxing mm. the wax on, wax off, put the wax on, put the wax off, and it's this boring, repetitious action that doesn't seem to mean anything to this boy. But later on, when he goes to fight, that is the emotion he uses. That, that that waxing on and waxing off, it's that mm. action. And suddenly he finds out he's strong. I think gratitude's like that. If you have a practice of gratitude that's regular in your life, you don't actually don't know what you've got until you need it. Then suddenly you're very strong uh, in the situation that you need it for, whereas 
it may not seem necessarily that this practice is doing all that much some of the time, but it's there when you need it. Exactly. And it's created that pathway in your brain that you can get to. But when, like before when I was depressed, I didn't have alternative pathways to go mm. to. So I couldn't switch out of how I was feeling really easily at all. In fact, I wasn't, I couldn't switch out of it. Once I had a pathway uh, that was different, I could switch as at will. I can go from totally stressed to joy in 30 seconds um, because I now have that, that practice that's built a pathway. Exactly, exactly. This is this is what I always like to to tell our listeners that once you develop this habit, it's so much easier to get back on track. And uh, even though we have uh, valleys, it's much easier to get to the peaks and to to enjoy gratitude more often. Mm. And it doesn't mean that you won't have valleys. It doesn't mean that you won't have periods when uh, you might feel down or depressed or something like this but the fact that you have the tool there that's always there for you that's very powerful yeah but um do you have a a certain experience that uh, you feel that made you into an even more grateful person i don't do any of the traditional things that people do with gratitude practice journaling, writing lists, any of that. My my focus, and I think the more transformative focus, is outward thanking others. I think it's a real focus on other people. So my practice is much more to really focus on the people around me and see what they're bringing into my life and to be mindful and aware of that and to be communicating to them my thanks because I think gratitude is really, 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 really deeply linked to thanks and you need someone to thank in order to fulfil that practice. Definitely. I, I totally agree. And um, I, I like to, to, to call this the, uh, the fact that we are blessed enough to be interdependent, the fact that we yeah. can't do everything ourselves that we need other people and that's why we can experience gratitude uh, specifically because we need them because they can do things for us that we cannot do for ourselves. And that creates actually a a beautiful feeling of gratitude, the fact that we're in this together somehow. Yes, so I I like, you know, uh, texting people on my phone or emailing people or calling them and just telling them something good about themselves that I appreciate. I find that is really helpful for me. Mm-hmm. And for them as well. And for them as well, yeah. <laughs> Most probably. So um, do, did you have like a, a very low point? So after you, you've actually um, discovered gratitude that you feel it, got you out of that uh, certain situation and back on track? Oh, absolutely. That's how I got into gratitude is I was looking for a alternative to antidepressants because I was suicidal. So mm. I, was, I, was, um, I was researching ways to get out of the situation I was in. I was, uh, we'd just lost a lot of things, including our business, um, 
suffered a public humiliation, all sorts of things had gone wrong very quickly on top of one another, linked mm-hmm. to one another, and we kind of lost everything in, in a very quick period of time and I just couldn't get back up after that for a long time and it was gratitude that definitely got me out of that. Wow, this is powerful. And I think it's so important that we we usually look on the outside when it comes to these kinds of situations and uh, the fact that we have this power with us all the time when whenever we need it i think this this is quite a blessing it's it's actually priceless <laughs> it is and it's free it's amazing yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's incredible really so um if you could go back in time like um 10 years ago or 20 years ago what would you tell your younger self about gratitude oh my god so many things um I think one of the things I get, like there's so many things I'd I'd want to say about that. We could talk about that for a really long time. I guess one of the things that is particularly on my mind at the moment is the enormous focus that young girls have that I didn't have to, I didn't have because we didn't have all the social media, the extreme focus on how you look. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being a teenager and, and in fact, all through my life, that being dissatisfied with my body, however it was, or my face or my arms or whatever, always being dissatisfied with how I looked. Mm-hmm. Um, now it must be a hundred times worse for these young girls and that I find heartbreaking that, that these girls have got such an enormous amount of pressure to look a certain way and to, you know, have their photos on Facebook. I mean, apparently in the UK, the girls are taking, you know, five hours of photos a day or something. It's just oh my crazy. God. <laughs> um, so we've got this incredible focus on ourselves. I really just want to say to all these young girls, you are beautiful. Today you are as beautiful as you will ever be. Enjoy it today because it's downhill, you know. It's a downhill thing. And... Even how I look today, in five years, I wish I looked like I did today. So the time that I spend being dissatisfied with how I look today is such a waste because at another point in time, it will be how I wish I looked. Exactly. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. And I believe it's it's the same with... uh, other areas in our life it's, like it's exactly the same with every area <laughs> yeah sure we always think that sometime in the future it's going to be much better and uh, that we shouldn't appreciate where we are right now and in fact when when we are in that future we think about <laughs> that particular present moment and we think wow it it was so great at that point yeah we Um, I eventually, um, I I was unable to fund making the documentary I was working on, so I took all the material and the things I'd learned and all the study I'd done over the years and turned it into workshops. There's one online, but I do them in workplaces and schools and public, all sorts of... So there's workshops. And one of the things I really 
make a big point of in these workshops is that the the reason to be there are two really good reasons to be happy right now one that it's all you've got but the bigger reason and to me the really motivating reason is that if we don't actually learn to be happy with what we've got now we have failed to learn how to be happy and it doesn't really matter what we get in the future every single dream you have can come true but you will still not be happy you have to learn to be happy and you learn that by choosing to do it now exactly i love it and yeah it's so i think it's a really really important skill to gain to learn to be happy now because otherwise you can get every other dream and it won't make any difference to you and you, you've all seen it. i mean we've all seen this it very powerful people have this that and the other fame money power whatever and it's miserable exactly exactly i i having totally your dreams come this. true will not make you happy yep because it always looks better when it's just a dream than when you actually get there um yeah. because you get there i like this quote very much uh, it's wherever you go you take yourself with you and i know <laughs> quite disappointing sometimes isn't it <laughs> yeah but the, the, this is the truth actually and you take yeah. yourself with you with all of your um emotions all of your fears all of your habits because what i believe most people don't know is that beyond just the the physical habits the things that we do on the outside like the fact that we wake up and we brush our teeth or we drink coffee in the morning or different kinds of habits like this we have emotional habits as well and mm. uh it, it's it takes some amount of uh consciously choosing positive habits positive emotional habits like gratitude to actually become grateful consistently and to be happy and mm. because usually we are we're not taught this to to live certain emotions and we usually learn them from our parents which they they weren't taught as well so <laughs> how should they know yeah and they, and these habits have enormous impacts on our relationships yeah Be, and we don't understand that we can change that really really easily you know that, that we don't have to put so much pressure on our relationships by complaining all the time we don't have to put such you know people just say well i can't help it he makes me feel like that well actually he doesn't make you feel like that you make you feel like that yeah. you know we have to take responsibility for how we feel but we always trying to put it on somebody else yeah and the beautiful part about responsibility is that uh, if you break it down it's responsibility the ability to respond when you yeah. take back your the responsibility you you get back the power to to do something about it if you don't get the responsibility you will you will be just the victim of the 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 current situation and it just doesn't it's not very helpful do you have you seen victor frankl's quote about that uh i don't know i've read his book but uh yeah i don't know he has this amazing quote in um man's search for meaning um that and i'm paraphrasing because i can't remember the exact quote mm -hmm. about how 
um, we, we really only have control over one thing. There is nothing else we have control over and that's our, our response in any mm-hmm. given situation. Exactly. That there exactly. is no other control. Um, and most people don't know they have that control. They just feel like, well, I couldn't help it. This, I, I reacted like that. I had no choice. But we have, have this choice. And gratitude, I think, teaches us to see that choice. Exactly. And for, for our listeners that don't know uh, the, about the book yet, uh, so Viktor Frankl talks about his experience in Auschwitz, in uh, the concentration camps, in the world war and uh, in in those situations he was one of the few that actually survived and was able to to move forward even though he was uh treated very badly uh it was inhumane and uh, he was still able to to respond differently f- uh compared to many others that were there and that actually got him to survive and to to tell the story and to inspire many people with his uh with his learning with his teachings what i really love about his story is that he was a uh psychiatrist who already had an interest in what gave life meaning. That's what he was already researching. And then wow. he gets put in Auschwitz and gets a, a study research centre given to him, basically, <laughs> and gets to study close up what gives life meaning. It's, it's, um, it's incredible. Wow, I, I didn't think about this, uh, about and- the book this way, yeah. And that book's been one of the best-selling books ever of all time. It's a profound book. Yeah, definitely. So we we totally recommend it if you haven't read yeah. it already. Yeah. Um, but let's talk a little bit about your book. So what oh, a feeling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have written a book based on 40 years of research into relationships. And, of course, it has to do with gratitude. But I was 19 when I married a guy I didn't love. And part of that story is, is in there. How, but when I decided to marry him, I decided to try and make it work. So I started researching marriage and what mm-hmm. makes it work. So I spent maybe 15 years researching relationships. And at the end of 15 years, we had a very, very happy marriage. We just celebrated 40 years on Sunday. Wow. Um, Congratulations. Still, <laughs> thank you. Still a very, very happy marriage. We spend most of our time together. We work together and we just adore each other. That's um, awesome. <laughs> for the last probably 10 years, I've been really, really interested in what goes wrong. Why in general relationships, not just marriage, but in the general principles of why we end up with on two sides why do good friends, why do good families, why do good marriages end up broken and end up on two different sides and end up pointing the finger and blaming each other and each one feels they're right. And I wanted to understand the mechanism of what's going on there and mm-hmm. also how to heal from disasters in relationships because I think in the long run, if we look back over our lives, the things that are actually really painful other relationship things yeah and that pain often just hangs on and, and, and cripples us and I didn't want for that to 
happened to me in, in two really horrible situations. So I wanted to work my way through them because um, people say you let go, forgive, all this, but, boy, that is hard yeah. sometimes to do, you know, and you end up going back and having to forgive them 4,800 times. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I wanted to really explore this, and so I did over a number of years really explore this, and this book is all the um, things I came up with. It's a really eye-opening book. And what I really love about it, though, is that guys love this book. And I think maybe the reason they like it, because I didn't know guys would particularly love it, but, I mean, girls love it too. But I think maybe why, because I was trying to analyse it, maybe why is because there's nothing about gender in it. The book Mm. has nothing to do with men and women. There's no gender stuff. There's no kind of people behave like men behave like this and women behave like that stuff. Um, it's very story based. It's very vulnerable. Like I'm not coming to, I'm not coming as a teacher with answers. I'm coming as a friend. Let's go explore this. And, um, so it's not a threatening top down book, which I think many relationships books are that make you feel like you've got to behave like this and you've got to get to here. Yeah. This is more an exploration of why people do what they do and, how to understand yourself better and why you're responding why you are and to be more tolerant of why they're responding because you get why they're responding that way. And I think it leads people to a much less judgmental place. Mm, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. It's, it's interesting that you mentioned the fact that relationships are what hurt us the most. But the, the interesting thing is that relationships and other people are our best reasons why we are grateful <laughs> and, yeah, and, they, and they are what makes they are what makes life worth living and i think a lot of the pain we have in relationships comes merely out of not understanding how we work and that when we understand how we work there's so much less pain mm-hmm. because we're not recognize relationships with our insistence that we're right or our judgments um, or our harshness toward one another, because we do tend to love being a little bit judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, where can our audience find your book? Uh, where can um, can we see your Well, the Kindle your just got put on Kindle today. Pretty oh, exciting. awesome, awesome. <laughs> um, which is a nice little coincidence. Uh, so it's on Amazon, mm-hmm. it's on Kindle, it's on my website for Australian listeners. Uh, and my website's tonypowell.me, and that's T-O-N-I-P-O-W-E-L-L.me, M-E. Um, so it, that's there. And I also have some other uh, cool gratitude stuff. Uh, I, when, I first, when I first was trying to come out of depression, what I wished for was someone to come along every day and tell me what to think because mm. I was so unfamiliar with thinking. Uh, good things and I eventually wrote a program that I call the gratitude adventure which is 90 days of uh, emails every few days with all this stuff so you don't have to think about what to think it'll do your thinking for you (laughs) to kind of help you reprogram your brain if you're in a place where you need that help Um, so yeah that's there there's yeah quite a few things I have there 
All right. So thank you so much for your time, for being here with us on the Gratitude Podcast. And do you have a, a closing thought that uh, you want to share with uh, our listeners? A closing thought? Um, that I, I was talking to, this, I was being interviewed this morning on a radio station and the, the interviewer said something like, um, oh, you, you know, what, what do you think has got you to this place? And I said, well, I came here through pain. And she said, you know, I've, she's been interviewing um, women who've achieved extraordinary things as part of a series. And she said, you know, every single woman I've interviewed has said something similar, that mm-hmm. it's pain. And I think that this is such an important thing we overlook that, that when life doesn't go well, when there is pain, when there is tragedy and heartbreak and grieving, this is generally the best place for growth. This is generally the real gift in life. And we so push pain away when really this is the place where generally the really good stuff happens. And I think we do well to not be so fearful of pain and maybe welcome it more frequently. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here with us. And uh, Thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely to talk to you. Now I want to ask you all the same questions. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> so maybe next time we'll, we will do... Uh, we'll change seats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we'll do another one and I'm going to ask you all the questions. Awesome. I've got awesome. lots I want to ask you. Awesome. All right. <laughs> thank you so much for, for being on the Gratitude Podcast. Okay, thank you. Hey, Gratitude Seeker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.